The IDP Managers Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. And the month of May stays hot when the SGPN Fantasy Football Team also gives away a free Lamar Jackson jersey. Just leave a five-star review on our Spotify or Apple podcast to enter. Then direct message us your review at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter to confirm your entry. And SGPN Fantasy could select you as the winner May 31st. The IDP Pro Manager Pod is a proud member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, home of the hottest, smartest, and fastest-growing sports gambling and fantasy football providers and professional sports entertainment to date. And now, without any further delay, here are your veteran senior IDP pros, Craig and Gary. Slacking, I mean sacking, today's hottest NFL IDP. Damn it, sorry about that. Happy Friday, everybody. You are back with the IDP Pro Manager Podcast. We're almost to the end of May here. Last time you were to see our pretty faces in May, Gary. How is May treating you? Not bad, not bad at all. It's it's actually you know uh, it's been a great month. It's been a great month. It, it's been a, a pretty solid year. So considering that you know Michelle had her heart defibrillator put in just recently and everything, yeah, loving life. How about you, brother? Uh, today's the last day of school for my kids, so that's going to add a whole another level of interesting, as the summer always does with working from home. So yeah. we'll have that included in there with all sorts of baseball, swimming, summer school, all the fun stuff that they do throughout the year. But it's uh, going fast the year so yep. far. So, And we are going to be talking more rookies on the show today. But as first, we have news to go over here, sort of. NFL-relevant things and also a couple IDP-relevant things. So ESPN's Mike Reese reports that the Patriots forfeited two voluntary OTAs for violation of off-season rules. This is not the first time that has happened to the Patriots. It kind of seems like every couple of years they run into this. In IDP news, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports that Seahawks cornerback Tariq Woolen underwent knee surgery and will be out until training camp. Of course, he was sort of late-round pick cornerback that came out and played amazing for them last year, and they drafted Devon Witherspoon to team up with him. So hopefully he will be good to go for training camp and for the regular season. NFL owners passed a vote to allow Thursday night football flex scheduling. Of course, the NFL saying we'll give you, I think it's three or four weeks of notice. But the NFL owners have approved another change, and this is in regards to the league's fair catch rule that would give the team the ball on the 25-yard line following a fair catch on a kickoff. This can certainly matter to those that are playing on special teams, whether you're a returner, you're a gunner, you're a kicker. Teams might be looking at players that can just kick the ball out of the end zone even more than they used Mm -hmm. to be here. So a lot of different moving parts here. They say they're doing it in the name of safety. Not a whole lot of positive reaction from the actual players themselves, coaches, GMs, anything like that. It's more like the owners and the NFL as the entity itself, you know, talking Mm -hmm. this up in terms of safety. We'll have to see if it actually has that return on safety, but certainly a lot of players are not a big fan of it. Even someone that got hurt last year, he got a concussion on a kick return. Packers defensive back Keyshawn Nixon. Uh, who did very well for the Packers last year. I think it was his first year. He was a rookie returner, I believe. Uh, but he gave them certainly a shot in the arm in the return game. Him on Instagram did not seem uh, very pleased with the idea of this. So, Gary, 
This right. is going to affect a lot of people more than I think the average fan thinks. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I'm still just stuck, like especially after listening to Dan Patrick. It's really hurting a lot of players. It's going to have a chance just to be a regular Joe and be on an NFL team. I understand the NFL's point of view. I think the sentiment is it's kind of a smokescreen bullshit safety type thing. It could be. Maybe. I don't know the numbers exactly. We don't know what kind of numbers they're actually giving or presenting either. But uh, I think that it's a uh, shitty deal for some guy that within a couple of years could actually turn around and uh, become a starter. There are a lot of players over the years that have played these special teams and been aces and earned their way into a starting role and still as starters, even a handful of the main linebackers out there, inside linebackers, they still play a nice percentage of special teams. It's very important. Yeah, you look at someone like resigned there for another year anyway, Matthew Slater. He was a fifth-round pick in 2008 the Patriots, you know, technically a wide receiver, but if you look at his career statistics, you know, he barely mm-hmm. played on offense for right, them, right. but he's a 10 time pro bowler because of special teams and just what he brings to the field. There been an all pro a few times, you know, second team all pro as well. You know, you can make your name and some of those guys, like you mentioned, do end up leading onto bigger and better things than on the main right. defense or offense just because, you know, they're shown to be guys who are going to put in the effort and hone their craft and do well. I do think this is going to hurt a lot of those people, and it is kind of sad that uh, this mm-hmm. is the way that it's going for their careers, probably. Uh, the safety idea, mm-hmm. I love the idea of making the game more safer, certainly, but at a certain point you're taking away from another aspect of it, and if it's not something that the players, coaches, you know, those people actually on the field right. caring about the game more than just optics – yeah, they're not the ones pushing for this. The players were not pushing for this. They, they're they wanting to do this. They're like, hey, let us play ball. There's got to be an element of some old-fashioned football in this game. There has to remain some kind of physical contact and gritty, gridironess to this. This isn't the first change, of course, to the kickouts. You know, they've taken away the wedges and all that stuff where you can't be forming these blockades for people to fly down and bust them up. You know, some of that makes sense, but... Uh... We'll have to see if more happens. This is only for 2023. That was mentioned several times. This is not a permanent change going forward. They're kind of giving it a try and giving it a see what happens this year and the reaction to it. Have you guys signed up for your Edge Boost yet? If not, you are missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances. That's up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. And today's hot double down by IDP Pro Players Pod, Johnny the Greek. And his Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day is the Denver Nuggets to win the NBA championship. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving in 
into uh, the meat of the matter here on the show today. We have more rookie talk. So we sort of you know moved away from it a little bit there. We talked about some divisional stuff. We're going to be going back to what we have. Everyone's talking about this time of year still with mm-hmm. the NFL draft done as the rookies. We're kind of going to be looking at some positions, see what we like in terms of the top three for inside linebackers, defensive ends, interior defensive linemen, defensive backs. You know, there's all sorts of different scoring out here, Gary. I know you used to work with fantasy pros uh, in terms Mm -hmm. of how their stuff went there. A lot of people Mm -hmm. go there for their rankings, and they'd list how they have their rankings set up. So what do you sort of like about their scoring system, which is how they get their rankings set up? To be clear about that, I actually worked with the news desk. I did rank for a couple of years, so I'm not a huge ranking guy. You know, there's a lot of ranking going on during the off season. I'm more of an in-season start set fella. So, and I also want to remind everybody that if you check out Twitter at, at the uh, at IDP Pro Managers Pod and uh, mine at the IDP Tipster, uh, probably on Craig's at Roto Heat Craig IDP Pro Players Pod. You know, you got a Ruquan Smith jersey we're giving away for the Breast Cancer Classic. You know, only thing you got to do is donate three bucks and uh, show that you did, and you can be entered to win this uh, jersey. Plus, you're going to get an SGPN $25 gift card, so you can get some mesh shorts or a hat or something to go with that jersey. And then you automatically get an entry to the Breast Cancer Classic where you can win some more prizes next year. Definitely check that out. But back to Baltimore, and I think we was talking about Trenton Simpson. We're getting through it here. And, yes, if you look over there for the IDP players, in terms of the top-ranked rookies currently, uh, dynasty-wise, Trenton Simpson of the Baltimore Ravens is listed as one. Linebacker, 21. So, you know, within the top, if you're in a 12-team league, within your linebacker, two in a dynasty draft it kind of seems like he's being taken there back to the fantasy pros because this you know progressive moment is over now so the leading into trenton simpson this is real easy so if you look at fantasy pros if you're using fantasy pros keep something in mind is the rankings are based on their score setting format that they give rankers to use to make these rankings it's a little bit more tackle based than what a lot of balanced leagues that I've seen out there that may lean a little bit heavier for the defensive line. This one with fantasy pros almost leans a little bit more defensive back than defensive line in the balancing of the IDP. I personally prefer DL a little higher, DBs a little lower. There's all kinds of them, but everybody's preferences are different. To let you know what we're going over I'm not ranking now, but I just generally went over fantasy pros rankings as IDP together and drew out all the rookies. So number one is Simpson for Baltimore, as you mentioned. I don't understand why anybody would be ranking him so high right now, because I do believe Patrick Queen could be had. He's probably on the block. But even if that happens, I don't see them instantly like giving whoever replaces him a bunch of snaps like Patrick Queen had last year because traditionally they only used one inside main linebacker all the time before Roquan Smith was traded there. And then it shocked everybody when they was using both Patrick Queen and Smith at the same time, 100%. That just hadn't happened in a long, long time in Baltimore with Harbaugh there. 
that's not necessarily going to be a lock to happen if Patrick Queen, it's not even a guarantee Patrick Queen's going to get those same kind of snaps this year. We have Kyle Hamilton sitting on the edge in the box, getting ready to have a better year probably. There's all kinds of things that are about to happen that I do not understand why Simpson would be ranked the highest amongst rookies in their rankings at the moment. And that wouldn't matter if there was only three consensus guys that's done it, or if there was 20, it shouldn't matter. Kind of blindsided me. How do you feel about it? I think it really just depends on how you're looking to play dynasty football. If you're really projecting five years out and you had Simpson as a better prospect somehow over Campbell, and I'm sure there's some people that do, I'm not saying that that's the wrong take or anything, but most people had Campbell. Some people had Sanders. There was a little bit of Simpson talk that I heard, but he's made a huge jump after the draft to spot where he didn't have top draft capital. He didn't go to the best situation because even if he does play that much, he's Mm -hmm. competing with, mentioned him the probably best linebacker in the game right now from a pure linebacker point of view with Roquan Smith so you're already playing second fiddle to him where someone like Jack Campbell you can see a world where he is the main guy and they're sort of building around and filling in the linebacker spots in the next few years in Detroit same thing with Mm -hmm. Drew Sanders you know Josie Jewell's a free agent after this year Singleton's got like three years or so you could see Drew Sanders being the guy of the future there you start going down the line you know DeMarvian Overshone, he's got Micah Parsons there. I don't see him going. Noah Sewell's going to have to compete with Tremaine Edmonds and Edward. Simpson seems like he fits probably in that second tier of linebackers a lot better. Even if you project him to have a good career, they've committed to Roquan Smith. I don't think he's just going to be yeah. potential he's top still young. 10, 12 linebacker. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just confused, you know, but that's yep. why we're going over this and kind of getting there. And that's going to lead us into – uh, their number two, which was, oh, I ought to mention real quick, if you have any interest in what Fantasy Pros is giving out to their guys and telling them to use, in solo tackles, it's 1.5. Assisted tackles, only 0.75. Tackles for loss, two points. Sacks, four. Interceptions, five. Fumbles, four. Fumble recoveries, four. Defensive touchdown, six. Safeties, two. Passes defended, uh, one and a half. <clears throat> just to let you know, I mean, it's a it's a good system. It's just knocking down the DLs a little bit. So that's why we're, we're probably seeing a little bit of different rankings that we might have actually presented off the top. I'm going with Jack Campbell. Of course, that's number two. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him later, actually. But Jack Campbell is their, their second uh, highest rookie linebacker 23 actually in there for Detroit I actually you know I, I've got a pretty strong opinion and we had the news about Rodriguez I believe getting hurt I don't have no update if it was serious or not maybe I'll look into it real quick but where was he before you had a peek at these for you Campbell in pure IDP players this year that are rookies uh he was number two um, I have Will Anderson over Jack Campbell. I'd have right. to go back and look yep. at my rankings. I keep mixing around Jack Campbell and Drew Sanders at two and three just because I mm-hmm. think long-term I like Sanders better. Uh, but mm-hmm. certainly early on, it's going to be Campbell quite easily out of the linebackers. Now, between Simpson and Campbell, where are you at? I have Simpson probably around linebacker four or five. Maybe he's 
three. I don't think so. I mean, I don't have my rookings in front of me. Everybody you can go find me on Twitter and check those out if you want. But uh, yeah, I mean, Simpson, if we're talking tiers, because I do like that better, you know, he's a, clearly a tier below where you'd have Jack Campbell for dynasty linebackers. I like Simpson a lot, but dynasty is a mix of now and later. It's not just now. And it's also not just later. You can't always just be living for the future either. So he's in the second tier of linebackers for me. The IDP Pros Podcast is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. And not only do you get an amazing pair of sunglasses at 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements policy. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they've told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you make the purchase. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well, with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt and head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash shady for your chance to win $500 in the Shady May contest. So the top of this rookie rankings, Gary talked about, it's sort of linebacker heavy uh, is the way that this is set up. But we do have Will Anderson jumping in here. He's the fourth rookie in terms of just ranking by number but he's the defensive end 12 overall, which feels pretty high for a guy. I mean, yeah, he's very heralded coming out of college, going to a good spot where they certainly need a pass rusher and a good defensive coach from what we've seen of his defenses so far. We haven't seen him as a head coach, of course. Does that feel a little high to you for Dynasty, having up in the top 12 already, or is that just kind of par for the course, like when Chase Young came into the league and he was already anointed as being up there? Did we cover Sanderson? Maybe okay. I talked about it. if you want to talk about Sanders, feel free to. Third on the list here with fantasy pros. Um, I was going to mention him with Juice Sanderson in Denver on fantasy pros. They have him ranked linebacker 34 uh, dynasty wise. He's probably going to have to sit behind Josie Jewell here for a year. They just gave Singleton that huge contract. So um, if you covered that, I don't know how I missed it, but I did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I talked about him in terms of the other linebackers okay. here and you know how Jewel has about right. a year. So he's gonna sit for right. at least a year, probably. It was probably why I was sitting here looking up. There is no update on the Detroit Lions Rodriguez at the moment. The okay. newest news that I can see is around the uh, sixteen hour mark. So it's all basically the same. Uh, that'll be an interesting situation. Definitely high for Will Anderson Jr. at 12. But at this at this moment, I don't have a huge objection to having him higher to begin with just by positional value. To me, the, there's probably eight, nine solid veterans now that I would definitely want to take before I take a swing at Anderson in, in a dynasty league. 
if I'm starting a couple of them. He's going to have to get us some help. Is he toted as Miles Garrett? No, he's not. So I don't think he's going to go in there and make a huge impact on his own. They need to build this defense around him. It's going to take two or three years to do it. He could have a good rookie season, a solid rookie season. You've got to stick him somewhere. It's a it's a shallow position to be ranking to begin with. Yeah, and you have you know another rookie right after him in terms of the IDPs. You know, after DE twelve, DE thirteen is Nolan Smith, guy mm-hmm. who a lot of people thought would be drafted higher than he was. Certainly has the the physical talent, but he didn't get a whole bunch of those splash plays. You know, he was more of a tackle heavy guy even at Georgia compared to sacks and the tackles for a loss. But he goes to a team where he's not going to be asked to be the guy compared to Will Anderson. He's going to have Reddick there across from him and a really talented young and old defensive line there. I think Nolan Smith probably feels too high to me, more Mm -hmm. so than Will Anderson. I'd rather take Anderson at 12. Uh, I don't think I'd be comfortable taking Nolan Smith at 13, even though I do like him a lot. And that will go into your league scoring too. You know, if it really is a tackle heavy league, Nolan Smith probably has more value than some of these guys who you think are just going to be sack artists at the NFL level. But just going off the top of my head and when I've done my own rankings, defensive end 13 feels high for Nolan Smith. Definitely does. And I'm not convinced in the long run, he's going to be that type of edge rusher. I mean, I get it. Everybody's, that I'm seeing when I'm looking at reports and articles and, and everything is suggesting that he's going to be Hassan Reddick's replacement eventually. And that he's going to be, he's a small guy. Okay. I know he's a hell of a, a rusher, but he's not as big as Hassan Reddick. And it's going to take some time and some meat to get him up to that level where he's going to be able to put all that together as an edge rusher. I still think that it's possible when we have OTAs around the corner that we could see him playing some regular inside linebacker as I might have over-assumed to begin with that he would be maybe displacing Nicholas Morrow. So I'm not real quick to crowd him anywhere at the moment. He doesn't have any first-year dynasty appeal to me to begin with because I think he, in the end he's he's probably going to end up not – being utilized very much at all this year i agree and we'll get into the next sort of group of players including our first defensive back right after this fact the national breast cancer foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes and we already know finding new innovations in research surgical options and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure and to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening We also know with early detection, your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations. So please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. And as Gary mentioned earlier, remember that we're having the breast cancer awareness giveaway, where if you donate $3 or more, any national breast cancer society or organization and send a copy of the link in the snapshot of the donation to the IDP pro players podcast. And then you share their post, which Gary has shared. I've shared 
You can find on all the different socials on Twitter for the IDP Pro Manager and Player Pods. Johnny the Creek shared it as well. Share that post with the hashtags IDP Pros NFL and IDP and uh, with a snapshot and all that on there. And then you are going to be entered to win that Roquan Smith jersey giveaway. It is Roquan Smith with the Ravens now. Plus, there's a free entry to the 2024 IDP Pros Breast Cancer Classic. And there's one $25 SGPN merch store gift card. So you can get those shorts and look like Gary when you're out there meeting wow. the young kids okay. in badminton. Y'all see that overhand, man. Just make that little bird whistle. I haven't played badminton since probably high school when we had a, a class on it. So I'm sure you'd beat me at this point. I don't know. I can't jump real high. That's why I like like a low net. <laughs> Going through the uh, Fantasy Pros rankings on here again next for IDP rookies. We got Brian Branch, the first safety, going as safety 30. And that feels like maybe it's a little bit low. To me, we know that, you know, safety is a position where there's a lot of flux year to year and there's like that tippy top tier and then just a whole bunch of players clumped together. But from what we saw out of Brian Branch and the fact that, you know, Tracy Walker, He's starting to get a little bit older. He got banged up. Not sure he's going to be around there long-term. Brian Branch has that mentality and that flexibility to play all over the defensive secondary. I like him a lot. And, again, off the top of my head, that feels like it's a little bit too low to me if we're talking dynasty. Well, it's kind of rough. you got Kirby Joseph sitting there, and you still have Tracy Walker under contract, uh, at least for the rest of this year. I think he might be a free agent after this season. Yeah, there's no reason not to think that if you're, you know, dealing with the defensive backs that he, he should be ranked a little bit higher, possibly. Um, kind of dime a dozen. The positions in Detroit, I can tell you this much. Well, we know this much. Both safety positions are, are pretty, pretty shiny little diamonds when it comes to IDP if you have to have them. And they usually don't carry huge name players like, Buddha Baker or such. So these guys are definitely, um, if, if, if I'm looking at one for the future, considering the, the draft stock that they've put into defense over the last couple of years in Detroit, I got to bite it and I got to have them up there as my top DB or safety off the board. Kirby Joseph had a great year, third round rookie. And then they just came back this year and took Brian Branch in the second round, even higher. Mm-hmm. So either they're looking at pairing the two of these together or, they're not as much sold on Kirby Joseph, or they're going to look at playing through safeties more because we've seen that too. A lot of NFL teams are switching to that model just because fewer linebackers on the field as a result of them generally not being able to cover as well and teams going to that more of a pass-happy offense with you know three, four wide receivers on the field. We'll see what happens there, but he's are clear, and they're also top clear defensive back and safety. Then we start getting down here into some – I'd probably call this my third tier or more if I was doing it myself. Linebackers, DeMarvion Overshone in Dallas, and Noah Sewell in Chicago right next to each other. Linebacker 65 and linebacker 66. Which one of these two do you like more, Gary? I got to tell you, I'm probably Overshone a little bit, uh, but I have very little interest in these fellows right now. Uh, We're at that point where a lot of these guys I wouldn't be really putting a lot of draft stock into. Overshone, he's he's mainly a pass rusher, but he's got a huge amount of pass rusher depth around him. 
don't see him having a clear path for maybe two or three years as even one of the main pass rushers that will end up getting a majority of the snaps. And especially at a linebacker designation that going to um, uh, take on uh, uh, tackle base, you know, we're going to be looking for tackle points and at a linebacker. I don't, I don't think that's, that's a good, good ranking in my point of view. You're the Dallas fan. What do you think about that one? I like the two linebackers way farther down better. Um, at 77 and 78, there's Owen Pepo of Arizona and Dan Henley of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I like those two better than either over Sean or Sewell when you're talking about dynasty rankings and even, right. honestly, this year rankings because I think Pepo, they have a messed up linebacker core there in Arizona. It kind of seems like they're not – I don't want to say they're tanking because that's a dirty word, but right. it kind of seems like that team's trying <laughs> to do a reset on things mm-hmm. in there in Arizona mm-hmm. and with your linebacker core kind of being a mess, why not see what you have in the young guy? And I think he will get immediate playing time. Right. And out of the four of them, I like Diane Henley even more with his situation in the chargers and his ability to play in coverage. I think he's going to see the field. If everyone's mm-hmm. healthy and everything's equal, the most out of these four linebackers that we're talking about. So the value of him at 78, you know, it's not crazy. It's like 12 spots or something, but I like him a lot more than overshone at 65. Right. And I agree with you on Overshone that it's going to be hard for him to see the field with any meaningful playing time right away. They've invested in some guys in this similar sort of rounds with Jabril Cox, I think was like round four or something. Damon Clark mm-hmm. was in round five, but that was just due to injury. And he was healthy and playing last year. He probably would have been a day two pick, second or third round if he was fully healthy. He's got competition there, and we know it's Vander Esch is the main true linebacker, and then Parsons, for whatever you want to call him, he's going to be on the field too. So, right, and Sewell, right. like I mentioned, he's got Edwards and Edmonds that just gave huge contracts to. I don't want yeah. to hear his third linebacker. Yeah, with Jack Sanborn hanging out. So, our, we're actually rolling. Let's stop at this point and just continue that pace that you just hit, my friend, because as far as I'm concerned, looking at the rest of the list, so we have overshone Swell, as you mentioned, Sydney, Sydney Brown. I'd take him first, and he's a DB. I'd take him over both of those options. Yep, I would Jaylen too. Car- Jalen Carter's sitting there, I don't know, right after that. There's a lot of better-looking. Miles Murphy is down even below a few more. Uh, the battle, uh, I wouldn't – I'd take Miles Murphy, which is way down on this list, over Battle, over Brown, over Sush, over Shone, Branch, probably Nolan Smith. He would be up there just because of the positional value if I'm looking at a dynasty league long term. That, that's what it's about And when it comes to dynasty. If you can't get those instant, instant guys that's going to be dynasty relevant from year one or become some part, then after that, definitely my suggestion is switch to positional values and granted in fantasy pros they're you know they're they're ranking for linebackers and defensive backs we've came to that determination it's a little bit more tackle based than what some balance or big plays would be with the sacks uh, bringing up the dl's point would be there are so many linebackers compared to defensive line that you could afford to let these rookies slide and never miss them <laughs> well, and even someone that isn't in this like top part of the list here, I mean Tyree Wilson, I, I didn't see his name on there at all. 
Chandler Jones, he had a really nice end of the year last year, but he's getting old. He's going to, off the top of my head, pushing 33, 34. He's not mm-hmm. going to be around there forever. He's a great guy to learn from. You're going to be across from Max Crosby. I'd take Tyree Wilson way up on this list above. I mean, I'd have the list right. moved around, but he'd be somewhere above this, you know, second set of linebackers with Overshone Sewell. And take him over right. Papo, you know, jail Skinner's right. up there for a safety. So up there above. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. I'm kind of irritated about right after Miles Murphy, then you have Breezy and Chancy, which are yeah, which are defensive tackles, which when you're playing defensive tackle or defensive line, you don't want a defensive tackle for tackle base. <laughs> Unless you're starting 15 defensive linemen. Or something. Uh, it's just this is so deep. There would give me Joey Porter Jr. on this list if I've actually got to stick to doing IDP at this level. I'm not interested in these guys. I don't think that in a tackle base or tackle friendly, they should even be up in the top 20. We should probably still see a few defensive backs. And this is the area that I allow swell and overshone or whatever to stay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. I agree. And if you agree with us, make sure if you're watching over on YouTube, you smash that subscribe button and like this video and turn on notifications while you're there. That way you can be alerted anytime we or any of the other great content SGPN are going live. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. Every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. All right. So anything more within these uh Fantasy Pros rankings you wanted to go over before we, before we sort of touch on our top three guys at each of these positions. I guess the, the main thing I want to point out at this point is this will change drastically over the next month, over the next two months, how, how their rankings work. They're just now starting to get guys that are confident in their rankings and they're going to start adding and they're, you know, they're going to go from 10 guys doing it to 50 to whatever however many there are doing it now in this competition or this rankings for everybody. Definitely stay on top of this. It's going to be a rotation. This one was taken off. I just double-checked. It didn't look like it changed, but I did it on the 23rd. Give it a month. It's going to switch. Just letting everybody know we're not exactly cracking on this. We're trying to make sure that we're helping whoever's listening that is looking at fantasy pros as a popular place to get your site rankings that they haven't adjusted yet. So we're going to let you know, looks off (laughs) at the moment, give it a little fine tuning. We'll see before the preseason with any rankings. If people's names are usually attached to them, if you have questions about how someone got to it, 
you know, feel free to hit them up. People should have an explanation as to why they have someone ranked where they do compared to someone else. As long as you're talking in a respectful manner and you're trying to understand there's nothing wrong right. with that. And that's right. where, you know, people have differing opinions. We're not always right. They're not, well, Gary might be always right. Uh, you know, just <laughs> make sure you're respectful and trying to gain information and maybe you're going to see it their way too. And maybe we're completely off, but that's, what's going right. to be important is making sure you understand how someone's getting there and you're not just blindly following anyone. That overhand swing, when I do get you on the bad bed court, man, I'm going to, I'm going to use it. I'm going to go over real quick before we do get in our top three. I want to give out what we have in the uh, breast cancer classic as a balanced, what I feel is a balanced across the board IDP scoring format. And when I also mean that it also fits with standard PPR in most formats as well. Right up here at the end of the year, you'll you'll have should have some IDP in the top 32 as overall contributors, a couple of them at least. So with solo tackles, give me two points. I, I love two points. It's a little you know a little higher points here. Assisted tackles, give me one. I think I think it's uh, well noted that they should get that. Tackles for loss, two and a half. Let's give those guys their credit for this getting into the backfield. Sacks, hey, five points. I, I know it's modest. It's not much more than with the uh, sacks at Fantasy Pros, but if you look at the half point, you get tackles for loss, and especially if you play on my favorite place to play is uh, my Fantasy Football League, then that matters. So then forced fumbles were three, uh, fumble recoveries three, defensive touchdowns six, safeties two. How many of those a year we get there, Craig? Not very many, do we? Passes defended three. You know, and I think that brings up the defensive backs, keeps those second uh, linebacker two, keeps the the passes defended, help keep them up because most of those guys are weak side linebackers in coverage, and it works out well. And and defensive linemen, hey, you're gonna have your all stars up here carrying and anchoring your guys. I'm just trying to find an answer to your question, and I. No, about the safeties. <laughs> Let's see here. One, two, oh, three, four, you. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13. Hang out, folks. We're going to be right Perfunctory looked like maybe there were 12 safeties in the NFL in 2022. Wow. Really? That's a. Says two for the Bills, two for the Jets, and then Dolphins, Commanders, Falcons, Broncos. Would you have thought it was that high? Lions, Packers, Texans, Chiefs, Chargers. I might. My guess was probably around seven or eight, so it's higher than yeah. I thought it probably was. I was thinking half a dozen grand total. Wow. Imagine that. And also just going off of something completely different, but you know, talking about scoring systems, the one league that I set up when we set all this stuff up, we mm-hmm. uh, gave more points to the rarity of the play, too, if it was a big play. So safeties are like five points in the leagues that I play in, too. And people are like, oh, that's a lot for a point it's two points in the nfl it's like yeah but then again there's like 12 of them in the season you right. get one of them it's a big deal so we're rewarding it so lots of ways you can set this stuff up yeah there's so so many different types of scoring formats but usually what we try to generally talk or how i try to approach it when generally talking so you have your novice starting so you, you can usually generally tell by their questions if they are and then even your standard players that these people have been doing it for five or six years, they've got a huge grasp of it. And they understand this basic standard balance tackle based talk that we're talking about. But then you start getting into these specialized, crazy, 
crazy things where you're throwing extra points uh, to the defensive tackle to make sure that he gets six points for his tackle instead of uh, two points like everybody else or something. There's all kinds of, but usually you got to progress to that. Don't look at these rankings, folks. If you're here, you're what we, and you're any good or you're in those, you should be an IDP pro by now. IDP Pro, I just appreciate you hanging out. Start asking questions. We we'll talk football. All right, but going into our rankings here, quick as our show is wrap, wrapping up. Gary, who are your top three rookie IDP inside linebackers? All right, my top dynasty inside linebackers: Jack Campbell, Lions, uh, and I think I Rodriguez news. Yeah, we'll take it with a grain of salt right now. You know, if if it's negative, heaven forbid, it's not. Yeah, you got to give him a boost. The bad thing about that situation is you got to kind of look at what he's known for, and it's not coverage. And that's what Rodriguez was going to do next to Alex Anzalone. So which one's going to be cutting coverage? They're going to have a weakness there. A lot of production probably out of both of those positions, depending if it's the uh, rookie Campbell and Alex Anzalone or not. With Rodriguez staying in the mix, and we're probably just seeing exactly what we did last year, at least to begin the season. But Jack Campbell, Henley for the Chargers. I mean, Kendricks is down there. Murray Jr. is subpar. He probably will start the season, but yeah, I think I, I can't say he can keep the job. And even if it's until next year or something, we got you know Kendricks getting old and uh, Junior's a free agent, I believe. And uh, Henley's just sitting there. So as a dynasty uh, prospect, he's shiny. Sanders for um, Broncos, he's coming in there third for me. That's my top three. Um, You know, I just think he's probably going to be a starter at least by next year. I don't think they're going to ditch Josie Joel. Just keep in mind, if you get Sanders shares, they're not sitting Singleton. If they're sitting anybody, it's Josie Joel. And Josie Joel has a serious injury history. I got defensive ends, edge players up here. So no one surprised Will Anderson Jr. of the Texans is my first one. Guy I mentioned earlier, Tyree Wilson, maybe not as much year one potential, but I have him as number two with the Raiders. And he's a guy with his size. He could certainly play actually down on the line a bit too if they wanted to try to have all three guys on the field at some point to pass rush. Injuries happen all the time in the NFL. He could get on the field for some spot starts or something too, and he's a guy that can move for a man his size. He was able to extend plays, get out there in coverage, so I like his long-term potential a lot there. And then I do have Nolan Smith as my number three, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that I feel he does have a high tackle floor where he may not get you those big plays, and this will matter, of course, for your leagues and your scorings, how that matters to you. But a guy that is going to be designated either an edge or a defensive tackle that's going to get what I feel to be quite a bit of tackles, just what we've seen out of him. My only question for him is his big play potential for those leagues where that matters, and then his health. Gary mentioned he is a smaller guy. He's had some injuries. How does he hold up at the NFL level? Uh, but he, if you can find videos online, he is you know strong as a bull. I mean, the guy for his size, it's amazing what he can do and what he was able to show against NFL caliber tackles. So I do still have him up here, just a little bit more concerned than the other two. Interior defensive lineman, which is your defensive tackles, nose tackles. You already know my feelings on these guys, so drop them down your board a little bit. 
use those picks for something a little bit better than Jalen <laughs> Carter at one, Cansey at two, and Breezy at three. If you're in a defensive tackle required league, like me and some of your other degenerates, these guys are names that you are going to want to mention. And if that's scoring, Gary mentioned uh, briefly before that sometimes you have positional scoring where linebacker might get one point for a solo tackle, where a defensive tackle could get two points for a solo tackle to try to even that out. So if you're in one of those leagues, pay attention to the defensive tackle rookie names because there are quite a few guys that could get immediate playing time this year, it looks like. Defensive backs, generally not addressing cornerback this high. Dynasty-wise for me, it's going to be Brian Branch, who we talked about with the Lions early on, Sidney Brown of the Eagles, another player that is going to have some competition for players there like Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, but I think he's going to definitely have a shot to play and get on the field. And then another one, very similar situation. These two are close in the rankings for me, Jordan Battle. He was a third-round pick, I believe. Out of Alabama, went to the Bengals. They're still figuring out what they're doing with their safeties there. Of course, they have Mm -hmm. Nick Scott, I believe, was the one that they got from the Rams. Right. And then they have Dax Hill that they had drafted last year at the very end of the first round. Um, But Dax Hill also has played cornerback, both at Michigan in college and then at the NFL level in the nickel spot. I think you could see Jordan Battle in a similar situation where three safeties on the field a lot, you see Battle more than people think. And that's sort of our review of the Fantasy Pros Rookie IDP rankings. And then a brief little top three for each of us over each giving us half of the positions here. You said sort of, sort of. I'm not getting any better at this today, dude. So this was it. <laughs> it's this. this well, not today, it. but there's always hope springs eternal for the future, Gary. So. Yeah, yeah, okay. Any final words for everyone? I know we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check us out next week when we're not doing this. And we're actually just, you know, back into our stock up, stock down by divisions and kicking it. And uh, make sure you just uh, check out all the podcasts that we got coming out. IDP Pro Players Pod, IDP Pro Managers Pod. Look at me. Hey, you got them. Have a great day. And don't forget, Johnny the Greek's edge boost double down play of the day was the Denver Nuggets appearing in their first NBA championship to win the NBA championship edge boost enables you to double down on your bet with no interest. Make sure you go to sports gambling podcast.com forward slash edge to sign up today at sports gambling podcast.com forward slash edge. We'll be back next week as Gary said, but have a great weekend and a safe Memorial day, everybody. And we will see you back next week. 